All right, guys, you know what time it is. It's from thought to execution podcast. This should be episode seven. We'll see about it, but I think it is. What was the last one? Let's try and wrap up that kind of, um, you know, context of where we was, where we're going next. Our last podcast was about the morning thoughts. What does that mean? Well, the thoughts that you have in the morning. Wow, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> what did we learn? Well, we talked about affirmations. We talked about uh, the first thoughts in your day can actually really affect how you go about your day. Focusing on problems rather than taking time to resolve problems. You know, letting problems run you or, or things outside of you run you. For example, oh, the weather's bad. Well, why is that affecting your state? You can't control it, you can't influence it, and you can't amend it. And, you know, for all we know, rain could be a good thing. Makes the crops grow, it makes money grow. You know, you'd rather be working on a day where there's rain, so then again, it's a day where you'd rather be earning money. So it's money weather, it's good stuff. That's why you like the rain, that's why you should be positive. And that's another way you can control and influence your thoughts. But what's today's episode? We've gone over that, that's fine. Today's episode is your nightly thoughts or the thoughts before bed. Um, or maybe even we'll, we'll, um, we'll dial it back to when you get home from work. So you get home from work, you've been at work all day. Uh, if you've not noticed, I'm trying to make these more engaging. I did listen to the previous podcasts and I realised when I listened to them, I got a bit slow and that kind of... Um, you know, conversation style, it was a bit too chilled, a bit too relaxed, and you can easily switch off from it. So I'm going to try and keep this as engaging as I can, uh, just so you guys can enjoy it, even though I might blow my voice doing it. And as today, I've got a lot of hay fever and stuff, we might have a lot of issues again. Um, but if worse comes to worse, I'll stuff some cotton up my nose and stuff like that, and we'll, uh, we'll crack on. So as I was saying, nightly thoughts, what can that be? Obviously, it's your thoughts at night. Well, let's go from when you finish work, so to speak. If um, many of you that are either listening do work, work full-time maybe, um, or you work part-time, two girls, right? You've got a busy day. You've got a calendar. You have to stick to a schedule, which obviously are going to quite a lot that you need a schedule. You need to make sure you're busy all the time. Um, busy doing things you love, but also taking care of responsibilities. So, nightly thoughts. You finish work. What's the first thing you usually think about? Oh, can't wait to have my tea. Um, maybe it's, oh, going to watch that show tonight. You know, uh, and this isn't even when you've left work, is it? Let's be honest. It's usually when you're still in work, about an hour before thinking, oh, can't wait to get home and do nothing, you know, um, which we will get into. But your first thought usually is, is relaxation, is, is chill out, is zone out um, from, say, on average, 5 to 12, a lot of people will just do nothing. They'll relax, they'll chill. Um, or 5 to 10, maybe. Either way, when you think about it, when you really think about it, that's 5 hours a day. 5 hours a day of your life. You're not doing anything. Should we do some maths here, guys? Let's let's pull up some maths. So you've got 5 hours a day, so that's 5 days a week. You know, it's 25 hours a week, not including weekends. So what's that? A month? Well, hundred hours, isn't it? Sweet. So you've got one thousand two hundred hours a year that you're basically throwing away for tea and um, you know watching TV. Now, don't get me wrong. Downtime's important. Family time's important. But do you think with 
even half of those hours, you could also put some energy into something else that you want to do. The gym, you know, a passion, maybe something like that, something um, that you feel this is something I want to do for the rest of my life instead of just watch TV every night. It's important to do stuff that makes you happy as well. And the nightly thoughts first, as again, again, you, you finish work and you start just watching TV. Who's running the thoughts? Is it you or is it the TV channels? You're not in control then. If you're, you have to watch the news every night, then who's in control? The news is in control. You're being clickbaited in to see what up and coming events are that may most likely not affect your current lifestyle or the problems that you're actually facing in your life. So maybe that's worth a thought, thinking, okay, what am I putting my energy to after work? Maybe I've got up, I've got motivated, I've got my affirmations, this is what I want to do. I go to work, uh, I get tired out because it's a long day. I come home, I want my tea. Okay, cool. Uh, An hour to chill out. Right, we've had an hour. You've had your tea. You've relaxed. What else can you do now? What do you want your focus to be on? Do you want it to be on social media? Do you want it to be on the news and the negative influence of the news or dramas that are negatively charging you? All you see is people arguing. That's not good for your, your uh, mental stability. Definitely not. What about football? Well, obviously it's a sport, it's engaging, it's exciting. But at the same time, if you're getting emotionally wrapped up in each and every game and it's affecting how you feel on the inside negatively, consistently, ha. <laughs> Well, you're bringing your own problems to yourself in a way. You're, you're sort of instigating that kind of problem. And this is something you might have never thought of because it's just so ingrained into our society to come home, relax, you know, basically when work's over, we wait for the next day and, and that's our week. And that doesn't have to be our week. I used to think this when I was in school. It was, it was always, well, we finish at three and then some friends won't want to come and hang out. And it's like, it's free. We've got till like nine, ten, you know, hours. Why are, you, why are you all worried about tomorrow? Which in a strange way is what you're doing if you start um, doing something you love every day just for an hour, two hours. You are worrying about the future. You are deciding that this thing that brings me joy, it might need a bit of work and it might be daunting. It might be difficult, you know, five days a week, not every week, but five days a week. You might have to struggle and it might be difficult just so you can get one hour of what you actually like doing. That's sometimes the case, you know, that sometimes when it comes to passions or, or a life vision or a goal, I'd say 80% of it is you working on stuff you do not want to do just so you can get to the point where you do want to do it. You know, that's sort of what people always say. Um, I think it, it's uh, you saying, Bolt, the race is nothing. It's the practice. It's the training. You know, I'm sure the fighters will agree it's all the training, the training camps that kill you. The fight's just one fight and it's over, you know, it's quick. Um, same with anything, with champions, with singers, the, the event, the event's the highlight. It's the never-ending practice, it's the, the going over different songs and, and understanding this, and an artist as well. Doing the painting's fine, bit of this, bit of that. You know, looking at the painting maybe at the end when you see it and it's beautiful. Oh, amazing. You didn't see all the times the artist had to change that painting style or change this little cloud or, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And that's sort of another thing we can look at is, okay, so you've come home. You've got a couple of hours now. This is how I want you to start doing it is I'll have an hour to watch, to watch TV and have me tea. 
So I've chunked them in together because it's quite easy to do. And really relax. You've got your time then to breathe, really relax, turn off distractions. If you want to have that hour of just not thinking, sweet, do it. Just turn turn it off. But have just an hour. Don't have five, don't have six. And then turn the TV off, easy, bang. Stand up off your comfy couch that's swallowing you and say, hmm, what small thing could I do today that could improve my life majorly in five to ten years? You know, what little steps can you do every single day that could really improve things? Do you do that every day? Do you do that often? What would it take for you to start thinking about your own life in a way that everyone else doesn't? Would it would it take for you to say, this is important to me, more important than if I'm feeling a bit tired, if I'm not feeling like I want to do it? What is more important to you than the way you currently feel about it? You know, half of the time, with me, I don't want to do the stuff I do. I, I'm always open to that, you know, um, little things, little meetings, little uh, planning stages. Oh my God, the web stuff, trying to do the operations. Oh, it, you know, <laughs> it's awful. Who cares? You know, I just want to get on uh, get on stage or get on the podcast and I just want to interview people and talk to people and, and uh, coach and guide or create programs and create, you know, products. But it's not always that simple. You need somewhere for the products to go. You need the RSS token for the po- podcast. Some of you will not know what I'm talking about. Some of you will. Nightmare stuff that you have to go for every day. But that's just sort of, is that more habit than it is thoughts? I wonder. But again, it is thoughts, isn't it? So then this episode wasn't actually going to be scheduled on that. It's more the thoughts before bed. Okay, great. So we have a day. We've been for our day and we get to the end of the night. Uh, We're getting a bit tired, a bit frustrated. Uh, We don't want to think. Maybe we want to read a book before bed. Maybe we're just thinking about our problems again. Maybe we're thinking about what we don't have, what we'd like to have, even though we just spent five hours in front of the telly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Maybe we've been watching soap operas and that's subconsciously made us feel a bit down and we don't even know why. You know, you go to bed feeling a bit mm, about your life, although you've just watched two hours of people arguing and, and upsetting each other. That's still social conditioning to your, your subconscious, you know. That's still what you're taking in, your influence. You need to be careful. So, God, that was a silence, wasn't it? That was a bit of a break. That was my, my brain stopping and starting again. <laughs> you get into bed. You're, um, you're overthinking, as they say. You know, that's the, the biggest time when things happen is when you're tired after a full day's work. You've you know, sort of done everything you, you've seen through for that day and you're still not feeling fulfilled and your life isn't where it wants you want it to be or it doesn't look the way you want it to be. And because of that, you start to doubt yourself. You start to feel negative and um, pessimistic and you start to feel like it's only you who feels this way, this empty, this suffering. Well, that's not true. So again, we need to capture our thoughts as quickly as possible. <laughs> When's the last time you captured one of your thoughts? You know, when's the last time that this thing came in your head and you went, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to think about this and write it down. You know, you have to get my journal in order to understand this or or the You're Never Alone USB. On them, I talk about this kind of stuff, these strategies, how you actually effectively do it. We're not just talking theory. 
We're talking actually implementing strategies to change how you think and how you feel. So, you get into bed. Problems are coming. What's the first thing you should do? Should I say? Is this what I should... Oh, I'm giving away free content. Wow. Um, the first thing you should do is identify it. You know, always identify what the problem is. Write it down. Get it caged off. You need to get it outside of your head, onto the paper, to say, I'll sort that out another day. You know, I'll deal with that another time. Um, and then replace that with a better thought. What could you appreciate in that moment? What could you really love in that moment? Or what could you strategize in that moment? You know, maybe this negative feeling you've got is actually, oh, I'm, I'm, um, I've put on weight or I don't look good. Well, instead of saying I don't look good, I don't feel good, I feel fat, whatever, inside your own head, why don't you feel, why don't you think of, oh, well, what could I do to actually change it? Well, you know, I could go on a run. Okay, let's schedule the run. Oh, no, not running. Everyone's got this thing about running. Everyone's like, I don't want to, I don't want people to see me run. Well, at the end of the day, everyone who wants to, to tone up and cut, along the way, you're probably going to have to run or do some serious cardio. And what's going to feel worse? Someone laughing at you because you're running. Some kid, probably, who doesn't understand it or who's just having a joke with their friends who you don't even know. Is that going to feel worse than looking in the mirror every single day and saying, I don't feel good enough? It's a big question you have to ask yourself because at the end of the day, it's on you to change your body, you know, by doing the, the right things. And if you're anxious about other people seeing you well that's just you choosing that um that that fear over the goal you know you're literally telling yourself oh i'd rather look in the mirror every day and be fat than be laughed at by someone i don't know who i don't care about whose opinion is unjust because he could be a kid for example i don't see many adults laughing at people running <laughs> you know what i mean they usually adults are just like fair play are you going to let a kid's mentality change how you feel about yourself? That's very, they're very dangerous, very, very um, important. Can I hear myself then? Sorry. Hearing some uh, mad things coming through. So, what's next? Well, you've sort of replaced that thought now. You've said, okay, this is the thought that, that's negging me out, that's really upsetting me. Um, that's a phrase I say as well, negging me out, you know, being considered, making me more negative It's is you know, creating negative energy, that kind of, um, it's nagging me out. <laughs> it's a better way to put it, you know, it's a better way to, to actually think about it. So this thing's really, really dragging me down. I've changed that thought now to something that's productive. Okay, I'm going to run. Is it scurry? Yes. Should you do stuff that's scurry? Yes. Because then you build character and then you build mental toughness. You understand that sometimes you're going to have to do some stuff you don't like. And that's just life. And that adrenaline comes from fear into appreciation and excitement as soon as you realize that adrenaline is just a signal and fear is just a signal. You know, if you start focusing on a negative outcome, you're going to be scared, anxious or nervous or, or fearful. If you focus on the positive outcome, oh, what could happen is I could lose weight and I could become this and I could be, you know, looking this way every time I look in the mirror, you're going to feel excited not nerve you're going to feel nervous in a way the same feelings are going to run through your body but it's the outcome you're focusing on which determines how you feel about it if that makes sense 
so thoughts at night as well. That's if you're getting overthinking thoughts that are a problem, you know, with your sleep, causing problems with your sleep. But that's not every night, is it? You know, sometimes you just go and you go in bed and you just wake up the next day and take next day as it comes. Fair enough, right? Well, maybe that's a problem in itself. Maybe you've been so casual that you forgot to take notice of the things you should be um, treating, the problems you should be fixing before they get out of hand. And for example, um, what you could say is that you, you ignore a credit or debt problem so long it grows to a point where you can't handle it anymore. That's a very real situation and your problems are the exact same way. In fact, a lot of the times, you know, that's linked. The uh, the finances uh, causation to the depression or anxiety because you fear not being able to pay for the house, for this, for that, for, for whatever. Sorry, my phone's going off. Um, that's, that tends to happen in these, these podcasts. I'm going to have to start that, right? <laughs> so we've changed the thought, okay? What else can I do before bed that will help me um, improve my mental stability? After all, this is a mental stability podcast. Okay, well, another thing is this. You write down the problems, you get them out of your head, you decide a time to solve them. Excellent. Once you've done that, you sort of notice other problems and say, okay, this is something I've been ignoring. Let's start that another time as well. Okay, cool. Another thing that I do, I talk about this. I've released this, quite frankly. I've, I've released it as a product. Your journal. You need a journal. You need something that every single day you're writing in that captures your thoughts, that captures how you're feeling and how you're growing. And then you can look back and every time I write a journal down, um, if I look back at the goals that I had, usually I hit about 80% of them, which is incredible. And I didn't even realize I did it, you know, because goals change as you grow. And that's an incredible feeling when you look back, but it's important to jot them down because it gets them into your subconscious then. This is what I want. This is what I was feeling. And then you can even, as the journal goes on, when you solve that problem, you can go back and go, that was the problem I faced. That's how I looked at it. Oh, I was looking at it at the time. That is how I solved it. Look, that that day, that exact day is how I solved it. And then following that, you can say, and this is how I feel now. Okay, that's progress. That's amazing. You've becoming a self-scientist. You're looking at yourself and saying, this is how I solve problems effectively. This is how I solved problems last time. This is when I'm avoiding a problem and I should really notice that. I should look out for the red flag when I am causing my own problems. You know, maybe it's um, a sort of fear of, of um, connecting with people, but then you found in the past that you connected with people and that gave you an amazing opportunity. And still you're sat there thinking, oh, I'm scared to talk to people. Well, that's foolish because all the evidence you have right in front of you says you should connect with people because the potential is, potential, that I get this opportunity. Wow, that's incredible. I wish I could have that opportunity. Start talking to people. Problem solved. You know, you, you, you sort of, as I say, you become a self-scientist. You learn the strategies for yourself, how to develop your own lifestyle um, and how to how you work. Because half of the time, you know, you uh, a great quote by Jordan Peterson is you're um, you're a bad boss and a worse employee. You know, you tell you, you tell yourself to do things all the time and you'll never get around to doing them. <laughs> and I love that. I love that quote. He says you should fire yourself and find someone else. 
And that's sort of what we're doing here. We're getting rid of this old uh, habit that you've got of, you know, just avoiding problems or just letting problems run you or letting negative media run you or letting negative thoughts run you that you haven't actually decided you wanted to think about. You didn't decide it. These things just came to you. And, um, you know, through time, through, through habits, through bad things, bad situations, I think it's about time that you actually took stock of yourself and said, look, these are the things I want to think. These are the things I want to focus on. And it's about time I did it. I can't ignore this anymore because it's become a problem in my life and I need to resolve it. What else can I do before bed? I've got the journal. In the journal, every time you go to bed, what I do is if I write something negative, um, you know, this happened today, it's awful. Um, this bad thing happened to me today. It wasn't great. You know, whatever could happen. I also make sure on that same page I write something positive. Something small, something positive from that day. What am I doing then? I'm just making sure that all my experiences are negative. That if I look back, I can say, you know what? My life wasn't a mess, even though I had these bad problems. Look at this little thing I had. That was cool. Look at this little thing I had. That was cool. And another thing I do before bed, which you guys really should take stock of, which is something that um, I can't even... Oh, yeah, I remember when, when I found this. Well, basically, story time, eh? Basically, what it was, I wanted to become a better speaker, right? So, obviously, I want to be on stage. I want to be speaking to crowds, to you guys one day. That'd be awesome. Me on stage, you know, we're all lurking together. We can have a conversation. And, you know, it looks looks really cool. Like, it feels really connected. But there's hundreds of us. Anyway, I want to be a better speaker. So, I was watching this guy, and he was saying about how to become a better speaker without using slideshows and stuff like that, you know. Very important because I don't want to have to depend on the slides. I don't want to have to depend on bullet points. I don't want to have to. <laughs> I don't want it so that if something goes wrong, like the projector breaks or whatever else could go wrong, that I can't do my um, speech or, you know, whatever it is. So what he said is all he does is he has different stories from his life written down in a storybook. Great, right? So then every single story he has, he writes them down. They have a little um, message in it saying this is the message of the story, the moral of the story. And then on top of that, he has, and this is the time zone in which I could sort of do a speech about it, 45 minutes, 15 minutes. And you can change it up depending, you know, which how many details you want to put in the story and put out the story. That in itself is amazing coaching, by the way. Anyone out there wants to be a speaker, a presenter, a coach, anything like that, um, just any form of medium, you want to be able to speak accurately and uh, confidently, but you also want to have stories that people can engage in that can really enjoy. And I might even start pulling the storybook out on these kind of uh, podcasts. That may be for series two, maybe. What, what do you reckon? Like, uh, you know, for one one section here, I've got one, uh, uh, you know, download festivals, you know, when I was a kid. Um you know, I remember I planned birthday surprises for friends. You know, I used to go camping alone. You know, me and my friend when I was growing up. Loads of different stories. And that was me just flicking through a few pages of really inspiring, fun, even sad, dark, horrible stories. Why am I talking this much about stories? What you do when you write these stories down about your life is, I'd say, two to three things. The first thing you do is you remember them. You remember great things about your life that's happened, bad things about your life that's happened, important things in your life that happen. You sort of see what defines you. And because of that, you could even change it. 
Secondly, what happens is you find appreciation. You know, you'll write a story down about a friend, about um, maybe even an ex-partner or uh, a colleague or a situation or a pet or a family member. <laughs> and you'll write these stories. And uh, you'll start smiling when you're writing them. You know, just the happy ones and the funny ones. And you'll be like, wow, yeah, how lucky was I that that happened? How lucky was I that I met this person? Or that's incredible that I actually did that. How, how, I wouldn't do that now. That's crazy. You know, and what you do is you build this appreciation for your own life through the stories that you've faced, you know, through the, the uh, experiences you've had and you feel appreciation. You're like, actually, that was pretty cool. I'm glad I got to live through that. I'm glad I got to see that. I'm glad I got to witness and experience that. What does that do? It gives you confidence that things haven't always been bad. You know, things are okay. Um, you've got experiences, you've got stories, you've got incredible insights. The third thing it does, speaking of incredible insights, is it always, always gives you a lesson at the end of a story. Each story you have, you're going to find a little lesson in it. Guarantee it. And you're going to sit there and you're going to go, wow. You know what? I never realized this. I never realized that's what I learned from this experience. I never realized that through this failure, I re I learned how to do this. Or through this experience, I learned to never trust this type of person. Or I learned to always manage my money because if I don't, this will happen. Um, for example, you know, well, not for example, just, just in any case, you're going to have lessons at the bottom of them. How important is that? Well, if you can see them for what they truly are, or you see a repeating theme in your life with repeating, you know, introductions, middle and endings, like, huh, there's a pattern there. This same bad thing that keeps happening to me actually has a pattern. That's strange. What can I do to fix this problem? What can I do to look at this pattern and break it up and say, next time this starts to happen, I'm going to make sure it doesn't. You know, what could I have done differently? A great thing, an amazing thing in um, Jordan Peterson's, again, his, uh, you know, self-offering, self-offering, I'm bad at speaking, <laughs> self-offering program where you write about yourself, yourself become the self-offer. Um, he asks you certain questions like that. What could I have done better in this situation? Write, you know, a thousand words or something like that, a thousand letters, whatever it is. It's not actually that hard to do. It's actually great to do. But what a question. What could I have done better in this situation? What are you doing there? You're self-analyzing yourself. You know, you're sort of saying, wow, I know I could have done better. Should you still judge yourself knowing that you've learned the lesson? I don't think so. I think if you wouldn't do it again right now, you're not the same person as who you was when you made that mistake. And because of that, you shouldn't judge yourself the same way you're judging that person. It's another thing to get into. So that's great. Okay. Nearly at the end of this. Wow. 27 minutes. I've been rambling. One last thing, guys, before you go to bed, meditate. If you're overwhelmed, if you're stressed, if you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you're scared of being alone with your thoughts, you have to meditate. The first 15 minutes are going to be chaos. It's going to be every thought you could ever think about running through your head. Guarantee it. And everyone who says, I've tried meditation, it doesn't work, has just been impatient. Like, <laughs> they've just not done it long enough. You need to turn off distractions. You could have the meditation music on if you want, the spa music, the DMT music, whatever you want to put on. Uh, fantasy music, Celtic music, whatever. Just in the background, something, something um, chill. 
And then you just let your thoughts go. For 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you're going to have a lot of thoughts and they're going to run through your head as fast as possible. You're going to be thinking about the dishwasher, this, that, this problem, this problem. Um, and then soon they'll all clear. Once they clear, you'll begin to rest. Why is this more important before bed? Because the brain starts to function at different wave cycles when you go to sleep. The dream state, you know, that's what's released before you go to bed. The chemicals in your brain get ready to dream. What's great about these dream chemicals, um, I believe it is the DMT, is that they help you um, create certain things or envision certain things. And with that, you can have immense meditation sessions where you fix loads of problems about your life just by you thinking and letting thoughts come to you. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to focus on anything. Thoughts come to you. You just breathe and let them come to you. And you find resolutions in problems that you never thought would work or you never even thought of. And you think, what is this? You know, a lot of people call it, you know, the God spirit. Maybe um, scientists would call it your subconscious coming through, you know, through the distractions. I don't know what it is. All I know is that you can get great insights from your meditation and it gets rid of the overwhelming pressure. It gets rid of that immense feeling of depression and anxiety. It helps you cope with that. It sort of conceptualizes all your problems and just makes it feel a bit easier. It's something to try. That's how sort of when I'm overwhelmed, I get to relax. And I think if you try it, you never know. You might be surprised. If it doesn't work for you, fair enough, it doesn't work for you. But these are just strategies. You know, these are just techniques you could try out and become a self-scientist and work out what works for you. So that's today's episode, guys, on Nightly Thoughts. Uh, to wrap up, you know, watch what you're watching when you get in. Don't spend all your time on stuff that doesn't serve you. You know, um, make sure that you're writing down your journal so you're taking stock of yourself. You know that you're not making the same mistake over and over. Write down stories because they're very um, helpful to overcome problems or to realize your faults or to feel appreciation in your life. And finally, meditate when you're feeling overwhelmed because it'll actually help you solve problems that are making you feel overwhelmed or help you on the path of rediscovery. That's it for this session. That was um, Nightly Thoughts. Let's see what the next episode has to be about. Um, thought Control is the next episode, guys. So we'll see how that one goes. I'll see you in a bit and thank you for listening. Bye.